Welcome to the All Things Protest Podcast. I'm Olivia Lynch, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Rob Sneckenberg. Today, we'll discuss a protest that involved a contingent pricing issue, uh, which went from GAO all the way up to the federal circuit. This series of cases in, uh, provides an important reminder for contractors to update your proposal in response to solicitation amendments, uh, no matter how many amendments there may be or how long the procurement has dragged on. Rob, uh, will you walk us through the background facts here? Sure, Olivia. The decisions all relate to protests by Asset Protection and Security Services LP, or ASSET, challenging a U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Award for detention services in Arizona. There were a series of prior awards and protests, but we'll pick things up in December 2019 when ICE awarded the contract to a competitor of ASSET. The evaluation record showed that ASSET received very similar adjectival ratings to the awardee and was lower priced but ICE had found Asset's price proposal unacceptable because it supposedly took exception to the solicitation requirements and included a contingent component. Specifically, this was a fixed price contract. And when proposals were initially submitted, ICE instructed that the government would issue a tax exemption certificate for an Arizona business tax. Based on that exemption, Asset explained in its price proposal that its price buildup did not include any sales tax. Later on in the procurement, though, along with many other changes to the solicitation, the government amended its position on the tax exemption, and it removed the tax exemption. But Asset never updated its proposal. When the agency evaluated Asset's proposal, it decided that the proposal was non-responsive and supposedly contingent on potential future negotiations about the sales tax. That is, since the proposal pricing expressly was not based on the tax and didn't include it, there could potentially have been an argument or litigation about whether asset or the government was responsible for paying the tax. Great. So how did this all come up in the protest? So as I mentioned, the agency found asset unacceptable for this contingent pricing. Asset protested that finding, as well as the agency's rationale for awarding to the awardee instead. And the first protest was at GAO. GAO agreed with the agency that Asset's price proposal may have relied on an incorrect pricing assumption and was potentially incomplete. But GAO rejected the agency's conclusion that Asset's price proposal was conditioned on future negotiations. So what does that mean? If it was incomplete and incorrect, why was the agency's conclusion unreasonable? So it seems that GAO was focused on the fact that this was a fixed price procurement. And although there was an error or confusion in Asset's price buildup, Asset had still proposed the fixed price, and it was clear what that price was. When an agency uses a fixed price contract, price risk is on the offerer. If performance costs more than the offerer predicted and priced, the offerer loses money. If it costs less, the offerer makes additional money. It seems GAO concluded that this was a risk borne by Asset, but at the end of the day, its total price was known and proposed to the government. And in any event, GAO ultimately denied the protest because even though it found the agency's conclusion about contingent pricing unreasonable, GAO held that the agency thoroughly documented why it selected the awardee's proposal over assets. So there was no prejudice from the contingent pricing finding. So what happened next with this procurement? So asset next filed suit at the Court of Federal Claims, a second bite at the apple protest, if you will. And interestingly, Although the court reached the same result and denied the protest, it got there a different way. Before the court, the government and the intervener moved to dismiss the protest, arguing that asset was ineligible due to its contingent pricing 
and thus lacks standing to even challenge the remainder of the agency's award decision. And the court agreed. The court held that the contingent pricing was non-responsive and a material error that properly justified the agency's rejection of Asset's proposal. And without a viable proposal, the court held that Asset lacked standing to protest the remainder of the agency's source selection decision. Does the court address GAO's contrary conclusion? Yes. So the court noted that it often considers GAO opinions as persuasive. But here the court held that GAO focused too much on the notion of contingency and future negotiations, when the simpler issue was that Asset's proposal was non-responsive and contained a material error. The court held that that was the threshold issue that needed to be addressed even before assessing what impact or potential future negotiations the contingent pricing might have. So that's why the court disregarded GAO's decision and instead dismissed the protest outright. And following the court's opinion, Asset appealed this to the Federal Circuit, which affirmed and had very similar reasoning. The Federal Circuit, like the Court of Federal Claims, held that Asset's proposal was contrary to the solicitation and unacceptable. The Federal Circuit went further and explained that a critical problem with contingent pricing, or any ambiguity in pricing, is that it can lead to confusion and potentially even litigation in administering the contract. For example, what if after award, Asset sought additional payment and pointed to the express assumption that it would not be responsible for taxes and that the government should bear those taxes? Even if Asset were likely to lose that argument due to the equally clear solicitation amendment, the prospect of litigation and such disputes demonstrated why ambiguous contract awards should not be made and why they can be problematic for the government. Thus, the Federal Circuit upheld the Court of Federal Claims finding that Asset's proposal was non-responsive and that this was a material error that justified its elimination from the competition. What are some key takeaways here? So there are two key takeaways here. First and foremost, read the solicitation carefully and respond to its express requirements. Read it when it first comes out and read any amendments as well. The issue here was that there was an amendment to the solicitation and Asset failed to update its proposal to address that amendment. You need to make sure that you update your proposal as needed to address any amendments or changes in requirements or changes on your end. If an aspect of your proposed performance is going to change, you generally need to update your proposal. After all, it's your burden as the offeror to submit a complete and well-written proposal. And the second key takeaway here is with respect to contingent pricing or even any assumptions that you might put into your proposed pricing, be careful. You want your proposal to be clear and understandable for the agency so that the agency can make a clear evaluation decision and preclude litigation. Litigation both before award in the form of a protest and after award in the form of ambiguous requirements or ambiguous pricing. If it's before award, as happened here, any ambiguity or errors or inconsistencies could potentially be construed against you and result in your elimination from the procurement and your potential dismissal and the loss of your ability to protest an award to another competitor. So try to avoid inconsistency or assumptions or contingencies wherever possible and be especially careful to review the solicitation to see if it has any specific provisions about such items. Uh, Thanks, Rob, for that discussion and these takeaways. Uh, We hope they're helpful for our listeners as they prepare proposals. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, thanks for listening. The All Things Protest podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash allthingsprotest.